Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listening to Black Cast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcast on, no talking to me. Listening to Black Cast. Welcome to the Black Cast, Christian Blatt here, alongside the one, the only, Jeff DeRay, Captain EO. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you said you would lean back when you have to yell, not lean back when you have to whisper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm the Eeyore. Uh, and of course, you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Uh, Jeff has lost all the fake robot followers, but uh, still follow him anyway at Jeff DeRay. Yeah, I mean, apparently that binary shout out that I did was one of those mistranslations, and I well, may have called some of their robot mother horse. Yeah, and then the problem was that you went 101000001 when everybody knows what you meant to say was 111000111001. Exactly. It, it's slang where I grew up, and I just, I wish people could appreciate that. Look, when we were kids, you used to be able to talk like that, but now everybody's yeah. so hypersensitive. Everyone's so sensitive. Uh, in any case, this is our... Iron Fist special episode, which uh, we had promised for last week, but we moved to this week to accommodate our friend sitting here on the Black Cast for the first time, Zia Anderson. Yay! Hi, guys. On Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> at Zia underscore land. So for that reason, on the shows that we do here at After Buzz, I call you Zia Landerson. I don't know if it's funny, but it makes me laugh every time. I just like it. You just kind of roll with it. Yeah, right? I feel like I want to change my last name now to Landerson. I feel like it's cooler. Where did the land come from in, in that Twitter ID? One hundred percent, just thought of that randomly like five years ago, and named my Instagram Zia Land just because. So you weren't thinking like Zoolander, so like Zia Lander. You no. weren't thinking that maybe one day there would be a theme park in your honor called Zia Land. I'm going to make my own theme park called Steelland. <laughs> so, sounds like fun. You know, I think I think the Neverland Ranch is still for sale. So. I've, I've okay. heard people in Zealand are very zeophobic. Oh, oh my God, I didn't bring the bell. <laughs> At that moment is when I realized. I'm like, wait. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I was so focused on uh, getting to talk about Iron Fist. So, also, let me just make sure I've got this correct. You brought a girl in so that I wouldn't just constantly say iron fisting, right? Yeah, I <laughs> thought that... <laughs> you brought the wrong girl in. Like, I was going to say, like, if I had done that, I would have brought Amy. Um, but uh, instead, uh, Zia is also on Marvel TV Weekly with me, but we also did the Iron Fist after show together here at After Buzz. We did, what, uh, four episodes. We did one through three, Four through six, seven to nine, and then one all on episode ten. So uh, for the last few weeks, uh, Z and I have almost exclusively talked about Iron Fist uh, to each other, but also just in life, in our lives. And this might very well be the last opportunity we have to talk this in depth about Iron Fist season two. Uh, do you think that's a that's a, an accurate assessment, Zia? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like at this point, people are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. 
But then you have to take into consideration that people that are hearing this, the majority of them didn't hear the other shows. True. True. It, but are you tired of hearing him talk about it? Not really. It got Not conf- yet. It did get confusing because it was like, wait, did we say that on this show or the other show? Whereas we know here yes. in the Black Cats, we haven't said anything yet. I mean, you're either definitely going to keep talking about it or you're not going to keep talking about it because Daredevil's going to come out in a couple weeks. Mm. Well, yep. I was going to say that when we get to shift our attentions to Daredevil Season 3 on October 19th, I will possibly say, Iron Who? Because that uh, teaser trailer just of Wilson Fisk putting on the white suit, you know, getting mm-hmm. ready. And I think he's still in jail, but he's he's actually dressed like the kingpin. I was like, I don't need to see any more. Why, why do I have to wait for it? But instead, we're going, so we're going to talk about Iron Fist. And if you're not interested in Iron Fist, you might still enjoy us anyway. Now, if for some reason you haven't watched it. Uh, you might not want to hear all of our crazy spoilers because this is a very spoiler-heavy conversation. Now, we do have people who will sometimes, like for movies, they'll listen to our spoiler-filled episode anyway, and then they'll decide if we sounded excited enough whether or not they'll see it. So there might be somebody that checks out Iron Fist because we said we liked it. It is only 10 episodes. So if you want to go watch it right now, we'll sit here and wait. You mentioned spoilers, and I'm immediately like, okay, so let's just talk about the end. Right. right I want to talk now. about the end, but I don't want to jump into the end. And that was but the hardest part, part because <laughs> yeah. I talked about this on the shows that we did. Because when we found out that we were going to be on the after show, I was like, okay, so I'm going to only watch the first four, which I did on the Friday that it was released, September 7th. And that was fine because I, I had to get the kids. I had to go put them to bed. You know, we had dinner before that. And then it's 9 o'clock. My wife's writing her episode for the show she works for. And I was like, I don't have anything to do. And I really want to know what happened at the end of uh, episode 4 because uh, that's when Mary drags off Danny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just oh, going to yeah. keep watching. And so I think I watched three more. And then same thing Saturday night because my wife was writing again. I'm like... Well, I'm going to just go ahead and and watch three more. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's only four more? So I stayed up to 1 o'clock and I finished it that night. And I wanted to talk to everybody, but yeah. nobody had seen it. <laughs> because Zia stopped at four episodes like, four. like we thought made sense. And so that next night on Marvel TV Weekly, I talked about four episodes. And it was a lot of like, <laughs> I mean, sure, the first four episodes are good, but I, I really, there's too much more to talk about. So uh, we, we will get to it, but I think we should uh, just sort of start overall, and then uh, we, we can definitely get to the, uh, the ending before too long. But because we are nothing if not chivalrous here at the Black Cast, I wanted to start with Zia. Uh, for our listeners who haven't heard you talk about it four times like I have, uh, talk a little bit about your thoughts on Iron Fist Season 1. And then Danny's, of course, in The Defenders, and then an episode of Luke Cage. Sort of your thoughts on him leading up to season two. Okay, so I was a little bit behind on those shows. I watched Daredevil the first season when it first came out and was obsessed. It was amazing. They did such a good job. But I kind of fell behind after, I think, Jessica Joe. No, Luke Cage. After Luke Cage, the first season of Luke Cage. So I had to catch up for it. So I went into Iron Fist with really, really low expectations because of how bad everybody said it was. Right. <laughs> And Which I, helps, by the way. Yes, yeah, it really does. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Hmm. He's not... He And I don't know why everybody hated the actor so much. I feel like he was playing the character he was supposed to be playing. Yeah. And I thought that it 
worked. He, he, was, he, he was, was just an annoying character. Right. For the first he was season. he was handed scripts that he was like, I'm going to learn this, and I'm going to be this character that yeah. has mm-hmm. been created. And I think that, as I've often said, the thing that needed to be taken in consideration that that Danny, especially as he shows up at the beginning of season one, is in a lot of ways still like the 15 year old boy who disappeared, even though obviously he's been gone for what do they say, 15 years? I don't 15, even know. I think, yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, wasn't he was because he was supposed to be like 25 when they came back, so it would have been 10? either left when he so was like 10 or 12, yeah. and then came back when he was like 25, 26, or he left when he was like. It was he like, was if you know years. from the flashback, he was probably like 12. But anyway, it's somewhere, it's more than a decade. Mm-hmm. So his his uh, growth is stunted, and he's going to act like that in a lot of ways. But, yeah, I think Arrested that... Arrested development. Right, exactly. And, and this look, would be a great time to have narration. Danny is definitely a never nude. I was going to say he was Job, so that's interesting. <laughs> we have a different stance on that. So, yeah, and I think that everybody saying how bad the first season was probably set the expectations so low. You're like, oh, all right. I mean, there's certainly problems with it. Yeah. There's some casting issues that, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You yeah, know? same. I thought it was fine. And it kept me interested enough to keep watching it. Mm. Ward's dad. Oh, my God. First of all, I was just excited to see him, too, because he also plays Faramir in uh, The Lord of the Rings. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> so that... I was like, hey, oh, my God, he got another role. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't he play, so like, long. the douchey? He's in, like, 300 or one of those oh, 300 right. movies. I he think is. he plays, He's like, like, the, the mutant, mutant thing. I thought he was narrating it. He might also narrate it, but because I think that weird, you know, like the weird Spartan that kind of betrays them because he looks all Quasimodo. I think that's him. Yeah, I think think that's the guy who plays the dad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it it was able to be enjoyed. And then a lot of people tended to like Danny a little bit more in The Defenders, uh, although people were always very quick to say, but he was still the worst part. Uh, but really, uh, I mean, I, I think I think the the shitty ass cave that they used that was supposed to be this, <laughs> the skeleton of a dragon the, was the, probably the worst that was fucking a, that part. Was, that was the biggest. Like, this is really not that hard. Just have it set somewhere else, or just like make it darker so we don't have to look at this sh- bullshit background. <laughs> that, like that was the biggest <laughs> letdown so far in the Marvel Netflix universe. Yeah. Like, it was like like don't make us think we're gonna see a dragon and show us like two bones. Yeah. You know? the, but the bones looked like you were straight up at like a Disneyland and it right. was supposed to be like, well, real but not so real that children think we murdered an animal <laughs> here. Or like, we gotta make sure. Uh, so, yeah, so your thoughts sort of uh, as we pick up and we revisit Danny and the Defenders and uh, the appearance he made on Luke Cage. Yeah, I thought he was greater than Defenders also. Again, I didn't think it was that bad. We're, I mean, I don't know. Maybe my expectations are lower in general. But, uh, yeah, I thought he did fine in The Defenders. He was awesome in Luke Cage. That was my favorite. I love seeing them work together. I wish we could have seen more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see he's more at peace with himself. And so he's less annoying. I would say that's the best Danny we saw. And, unfortunately, we only saw him for one episode because he his cheese not all messed up. He's got it in <laughs> oh alignment. He is comfortable being the Iron Fist. He's not crazy about it. And he's just laid back and he's a well-adjusted adult. Yes. And yeah, that's the Danny that... We don't even really see that Danny in season two. You that's know? I'll get to that, but that's yeah. my problem with season two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so then when you're know, going into season two... Partially because we do uh, Marvel TV Weekly Sundays at 10 Pacific on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you very much. It's also always archived. So if that's late, past your bedtime, you can watch after the fact. Uh, the We were like, okay, well, we're going to watch four of them. And then you got on the After Fist. Uh, the After, after Fist. Fist. Ooh. <laughs> after Fist? See, again, what? again. Yes, that'll be, that'll, <laughs> wow. that'll be a separate invitation for everyone listening. The After Fisting 
show that we will do. The uh, Iron Fist after show. Just a lot of like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> but anyway, so then obviously you were like going to watch it anyway, but I'm sure you weren't as put off by the idea of the show uh, of season two as a lot of people were, right? Yeah. No. So you were like looking excited. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got excited because they, they did some good jobs with the teaser trailers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So that all being said, when you just sort of, you know, in general, your thoughts on season two. And then, Jeff, I'll ask you the same. Okay, season two I really liked because, again, I think we talked, <laughs> we did talk about this. They fixed a lot of the issues with season one. Obviously, the choreography was a lot better. Yeah. Danny was better w- at <laughs> doing at, the choreography. At yes. <laughs> but he also he had more than three weeks to prepare. So right. he, he was able to be better. And imagine yeah. if he had. You know, if he had all that time to prepare and he was worse, oh, then it was God. like, well, what did they do? You know? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so you that must was forget awesome. everything you have learned. <laughs> no, seriously, you look stupid. <laughs> Start from scratch. So, yeah, so the, obviously those are improvements. Yeah, so that was good. The problem that I had with the season is he didn't get to be the Iron Fist. Mm. It yeah. was like half of the season he was sort of the Iron Fist, and then they took it away. Well, it, it's officially four episodes that yeah. he has it because he go, they go through the ritual at the end of uh, episode four. Right. That was my problem with Colleen becoming the Iron Fist. It wasn't that it was like, oh, I get it. It's they're. All right, I'm not going to get political. Anyway, so they... Uh, Why would you not <laughs> no, get political? No, please, get into the politics. Because yeah, I'm fascinated by that idea. Just because I feel like everything is so forced now. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, well, we have to give it to the woman. Mm. It's like... Right. Dude, Do you think the no. decision was we have to give it to the woman, or is it because Sometimes. we have to give it to the only popular character? More people want to see the woman get iron-fisted than the guy? <laughs> you just couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. Just just I hear you laughing. <laughs> but do you think, is it less... The fact that it's because she's a woman, or is it because well she's the most popular character on the show? It so could, that's it could it be her. that also. Yeah. It absolutely could be that. But it just I don't know, man. I feel like they're. Yeah, I think it. I think it's very cool. But I, you know, I I think it, it's interesting. And what I've said on the shows where we've talked about this, a lot of people are like, "Well, that didn't happen in the comics," and I'm like, "Well, that's awesome that it didn't happen in the comics. Good for them that they don't feel like they're beholden to, you know, some of the stories." I mean, if you read the Luke Cage comics from the '70s, they're unbelievably racist. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, like crazy. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Although, or, you know, let's, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think that it's, I think there's something to what you're saying, though, Zia, that, uh, it, you know, it, there, there, there could definitely be a consideration that, you know, look, Marvel definitely has a female problem in terms of their representation. Jessica Jones is one of the defenders. It is one of their popular series on Netflix. But in the movies, there's still still a lot of work to be done. And I don't know. You never know where there's like a memo that gets slid to somebody. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't care how you get there, but uh, Colleen should become the Iron Fist at the end. But So did it bother you uh, from a storytelling standpoint, or do you feel like they forced it into the story? I I feel a little bit like it was forced in the story, and not so much. And it could work. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. And I freaking love Colleen, obviously. Sure. Um, it's just more that they never gave him a chance to be the Iron Fist, and then they're like, oh, we're just going to... I mean, but at the end, obviously, we don't know. Maybe that's going to change, hopefully. Right. I, I think, yeah, I think, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the end. But uh, so it, it is, it's an interesting choice that I'd like to see what they do with Colleen having it. I was excited because uh, the whole time that, from the time that Danny says, I think you should have it, I'm like... 
okay, but he, obviously he's going to get it back. All the episodes up until the very end, I'm like, all right, well, he's going to, oh, when they go through the ritual, he's going to have to take it back. He's going to get it back at some point. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That, that is definitely a choice. Yeah. You know? um, but so just looking at the season as a whole before we dive into some of the specifics, what do you think, Jeff? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a much stronger season. Um, you know, as I my problem with the first season was that, you know, he had, you know, erectile fist dysfunction, just <laughs> like couldn't get it up. Yeah. And it was just fucking annoying. And at least in this season, it wasn't just like, ah, for some reason, I can't <laughs> use my powers. Yeah, like and, they, and he's just constantly, it was like, that was the thing from season one. It's like, my chi, my chi. It's like, we get it. Yeah. I know, you beat the dragon, and your chi's fucked up. Great, yeah. both of those things are true. I think, just stop saying them. I thought it was really cool that essentially it's like, and, and I didn't hear you guys point this out as much as, I think a big reason why he wanted to get rid of the, or not take the fist back is because essentially it beca- it became an addiction for him. Yeah. Is what he was saying. Is like he'd go out and just punch that door because it just felt good to light up the fist and smash something. But also to be fair, that door had it coming. Well, I mean, if you knew what that door had done. Yeah. If you'd know the people that it had let through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, at least it was the door and not random innocent people like Davos. Like Davos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, God, Davos. Uh, and that was the other thing is... Um, I mean, I don't remember. I haven't read enough Iron Fist comics. Just the, just the those the ones two, that you gave me, which I can't find and drives me crazy. But anyway, <laughs> oh no, I'm still looking yeah. for them. Well, in those, there was the whole thing with, um, not to get too much into the end, but sure. there was a whole, th- whole thing with Orson Randall yes. being alive and using his guns and essentially tapping into the Iron Fist power, right. which to me uh, signaled that. You're not limited to just one Iron Fist in existence. Right. And as we see in the series, the moment when Davos has the second Iron Fist, and you're like, oh, no, you didn't, basically. And, yeah, and I think that those those books, by the way, from uh, our friend Rob Lorich, he gave those to me years ago. That's why we have those. And he also gave me the Winter Soldier uh, collection that you dropped a Popsicle on. Popsicle, anyway, yeah. That's fine. He bought me a new one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, Before I, I told him. Yeah, I got the new one back, and then, later, and then later he told me. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a different one because I got a Popsicle on it. That's hilarious. Anyway. Well, so, shit happens. Or Popsicles Or happen. Popsicles. Yeah, that's really what happens. I hope you didn't get shit on any of my books. No. Not yet. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah. So, just on the whole, though, you're happy with the the journey we took with It was much more interesting. Mm -hmm. There was better stakes. You know, the whole thing with Bakuda and the hand, it was just like, honestly, even with the Defenders, it wasn't a terrible series, but just the payoff, I just didn't really give a shit. It was just like, oh, we're kind of immortal, except if you cut off our head, which really wouldn't seem like the hardest thing to do. Like, yeah. would kind of seem like something that would happen more often when you're swinging around fucking karate swords. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like, you'd think there'd be more decapitation all around. Anyways, um, it was just, yeah, the stakes were better, the the explanations were better, we got a little bit more Kun Lun, which is, I had constantly been saying I was interested yeah. in, because it's like, it's not, and, and they did it the right way, you don't need to, sh- it doesn't need to be some CV, CGI extravaganza trying to show us, like, the tree that stretches for miles, all that other yeah. bullshit, but give us some of the background of what it was like there, you know, like the relationship between Davos and his mother. I thought that was incredibly interesting, is it's like, He's not just crazy, and he's not just on this mission because he's crazy. It's like, this is clearly, like, he thought that this was meant to be his right. He literally beaten his entire life into believing, like, this was his one and only path. 
And then when essentially it didn't work out, he just snapped. And you see that relationship with the mother where it's like, you know, that scene at the, where they're at the door. I thought that was really powerful, just the way that she's constantly, like, you know, wanting to touch she, the door, she wanting to comfort him. She wants to open the door, thinks about it, but then... But she just can't bring yeah. herself to do it because it's not in line with basically who she has been and, and the ways of Kun Lun. And yeah. I thought that that was really important because, again, it establishes, like... You know, if Davos is just a madman who likes punching people's spines out of their backs, then, like, that's, he's just like the dad. But once again, it's just like um, with Infinity War. The, way, the reason everybody likes it is because the villain isn't just a villain. They actually have, there's some level of empathy that you can have for them. Right, and Davos, one of the things that we talked a lot about on the various shows is that he is an interesting you know, villain for the simple reason that up until a point, you can see where he's coming from, you know, and that's something that you can say about Bushmaster. It's something you can say uh, about Killmonger. And, you know, even Thanos, it's crazy from the beginning, but you understand that he thinks he's doing good by mm-hmm. getting, you know, it's like, but now no one's hungry, you know, just things but like I that. I mean, even the, the crazy of his thing, and obviously I'm not condoning it and want to get into any of that, but Are it's just sure? like... Are you sure? No, I'm just saying... <laughs> you, you don't want to say that you want to just kill half the people in the universe? Well, just... There, I mean, that's not even an original thing nowadays. Yeah, like, that's, that's a That's a central theme of a lot of movies. That The third of those Da Vinci movies, that's the theme. Call the right. population. And it's in a lot of things. Right. So Davos sort of has this approach that uh, you're not worthy of being the Iron Fist. Uh, you know, they need a protector. I'm better suited. Oh, and also I deserve He's it. He's basically Red Hood to Iron Fist's Batman. Right. And He's like, kill the criminals. That's the only way to keep them off the street. Right, exactly. And Frank Castle would agree, by the way. Yeah, so that's true. So there's something to be said that. Uh, Zia, give us your thoughts on on uh, Davos sort of throughout the season, you know, especially when, when we first catch up with him. See, I don't know why I don't feel necessarily the same. <laughs> I think he is a whiny baby, and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the that in the simplest terms. I just, look, I get when you grow up in a certain environment, it shapes who you are, and it shapes the way you are. But I feel, and snapping, whatever. But I feel like you either are that person or you're not. And if you're, if you're going to become that person, you already had it in you. Like, right. if you go through shit, but you're a really good person... You might do some shitty shit or you might do some self-destructive shit, but you're not hurting other people the yeah, I same mean, way. Danny went through a lot of things, too. I mean, right. he, he saw his parents, you know, die in a plane crash. You know? I mean, his and mom did love him, though. And that's <laughs> true. Davos's mom was, again, why do you even talk to your mom? I think I said this one. Just get her the fuck out of your life. <laughs> yeah. She is a horrible, toxic human being. How can you not see that? Yeah, but where are you going to go when you live in a city that disappears <laughs> off, like, the earthly plane? Yeah. True. It's true. true. He's like, it's like, I'm moving to over there. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> leave me alone. Don't I'm, talk to me. I'm running away in nine years, <laughs> Mom. And, yeah, and... Uh, uh, sorry, one thing that before I forget. So why is Davos so convinced that everyone in Kunlun's dead? I think that just what they saw at the end of the first season, you but, know. But, but I just thought, maybe I'm not, not remembering. I thought that the city had just disappeared. I didn't think it was, like, in ruin. Right. No, what they, the little bit that they saw, and again, it's it was a budgetary problem. We didn't see the city, like, devastated. We just saw a little bit. I think we saw, I don't know if we saw corpses or blood or something. We saw something mm. at we the end. We saw blood, I think. Yeah, at the end oh, of the okay. first season. Yeah. So, I, so I forgot that. Yeah, but they, because they didn't do a good job showing it, yeah. you know. So it's. 
Yeah, so I just thought he was just making that assumption because he's basically like, they'll never come back. Yeah, and they're going to lose way, the tournament. And it'll be fifty years. And yeah, and and of course, the fact that we don't see all these dead people means that I'm sure at some point uh, Conlon's going to show up and everything will be fine. Yeah. I thought that too. I kept thinking he doesn't he doesn't know that they're gone. What yeah. if what if they're not? And he yeah. did all of this for yeah. nothing. What if right. that blood was the invaders? Like yeah. Yeah. they're really like, uh, we don't really need to be protected since everyone here is really fucking good at karate. And now think about just how much more disappointed in him his mother's gonna be. You know? <laughs> his mom's gonna be like, Oh, we realize we never needed you. <laughs> so you can just stay gone. Uh the funny thing is, uh, that as as Zia knows, but I wanna tell Jeff and our panel that uh, one of the in our audience, one of the members of our Iron Fist After Show panel, uh, Emmanuel, uh, <laughs> hates Danny Rand. Hates he's him. like, no, man, I'm teamed up. I was like, it's so funny the way he talks about it. He, and I'm like, what about the kill? And he's like, Wee! you know, and it's just yeah, like, no. it's just very funny the way he explains it. And that's why I thought this show was fun to do is because there was somebody who's like, no, I don't like Danny. He does, he shouldn't be the Iron Fist. Davos yeah. should definitely be the Iron Fist. I was pretty much team Bushmaster and yeah. Luke Cage. Yeah, Bushmaster was dope. He was awesome. And yeah. I actually, and I feel like the way he went about it was that bad. He really wasn't killing innocent people. He might have got carried away. I'm he not got, saying he, he did get carried away, but there's a point in the series yeah. where he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and then like Black Mariah like burns down a whole restaurant of people that don't need to be burned down. Yeah. Exactly. So, so then you're like, okay, uh, you know, Luke obviously didn't do that, but you're like, no, no, Bushmaster, he's he's definitely a victim in some ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that uh, Well, it, I mean, how much does that suck? You you spend your entire life plotting this big revenge on this woman yeah. you're executing that and then in the middle of it she's like oh you know the last little bits of family you have left I'm gonna set them on fucking fire <laughs> yeah and he has every right to be mad too because he was trying to get away and move on with his life yeah. and they still came after him and tried to kill him mm. it's like dude he's just trying to live. Leave the friggin' kid alone. Right, yeah. and that's not the way that uh, Davos is approaching this. Davos no. has to come back and go after Danny, and he teams up with Joy Meacham, who is not a particularly sympathetic character no. in season two, a little bit in season one. And uh, I, I don't know. Zia, talk a little bit about some of the questions for you surrounding Joy in season two. Why didn't she just talk to Ward? <laughs> that drove me She does. Insane. She says the meanest, most hurtful yeah. shit every time she... Yeah. Every scene that that happens, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. What a terrible sister. You're like, Seriously. oh, you're, you're really struggling with, like, suicide and drug addiction. I should be mean to you. Yeah, it's like, I know what to do about that. Oh, why don't you go to another meeting, meeting boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your mom. She's dead. <laughs> fucking seriously. And, and I just feel like it's so much misplaced anger at Danny. Like, her anger at Danny is so flimsy. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, so I'm going to team up with Davos because my life has been bad since Danny came back. Oh, he yeah. didn't make it bad, but it, he's back. That's the point that you, everything got bad. You know whose fault it is that my father was a psychopath and murdered people and hid his existence from me for a decade? That guy who just got back and who my dad tried to kill in a plane crash and whose parents he killed. Yeah. That's whose fucking That's, fault yeah. my family struggles yeah. are. The guy and my the guy brother tried, tried to, to help. Yeah, the guy who tried to help me. Uh, the guy who my brother tried to kill twice. You know, that guy. And, yeah, no, don't, don't, be, don't be mad at, at your father. Don't be mad at the hand for keeping him alive mm-hmm. and making him a little crazier each time. It's, it's, it's clearly Danny's fault. And be mad at your brother who spent his entire life trying to protect you and yeah. has done everything for you, yeah. by the way, no matter what 
what short, what, no matter what other shortcomings he had, especially in season one, you don't like him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's an asshole, but he still did everything for his sister. It's and true. that's the, for me, the, the biggest improvement sort of just in terms of character development is just how surprising it is that Ward is at least sympathetic and sometimes downright likable in the course because no, he, he realizes how flawed he is and yeah. he's actually trying to be better, right? So, Zia, talk a little bit about your thoughts on Ward in season two. That's why I love him. Yeah. I think he's great. He be- Yeah, he becomes a very sympathetic character. I feel terrible for him throughout the entire season because he's really trying to get his shit together, but the amount of crap that he's been through yeah. is insane. Can you imagine that? And he's not going around killing people. He's just, you know... <laughs> Going to NA meetings and AA and, meetings. And getting, and getting punched in the face Getting a punched times. in the face That's a couple fine. times. Uh, what did you think, Jeff, about Ward in season two versus season one? I thought he was obviously, well, obviously he was. it means he's a good actor because he's he was yeah, that actor's just like, name is Tom Pelfrey. Tom yeah. Pelfrey is a good actor. He, I knew he was a good actor in the first season because he had the most character development in the first season. He was probably one of the brighter spots of that season. And it's like because he was so frustrating early yeah. on. Because you were just like, oh, I just want to strangle this guy. It's like, <laughs> wow, he must be doing a really good job yeah. playing this character. And so to have, again, this development in the second season, I think is really... Uh, a credit to him and his ability to portray this growth in this character and and yeah it's still you know i still i'm enjoying that this season saw more of a transition into the story being about iron fist while having the meachams as like a side character to that i think that was one of the things that detracted in season one for me was it was just like it was the iron meacham show yeah and i they're good characters, but they're good supporting characters. You know, like the stakes in their story are just less interesting to me when I'm watching a superhero series than the dude who's got the glowing fist. Right. No, that absolutely makes sense. And I think, you know, look, I have been very outspoken that I would say that 10 episodes for the season was perfect. I think that 10 episodes would serve some of these Netflix shows better. I think yeah. uh, Luke Cage season two would have been perfect at 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it, it spun its wheels a little too long. Uh, just Jones season two. But I would say both Daredevil seasons, 13 episodes was perfect. So it just depends. And if they could make a decision on, you know, what suits the story better, uh, I would be perfectly in favor of, you know, Sometimes they have tens. Hey, sometimes maybe they have fifteen. Well, it's like Netflix knows that they've done that with other series, yeah. and maybe that's why we got the ten. Maybe we'll get that going forward. Of like, hey, we are learning. I, I'm like, you know, I'm not some shill for for Netflix, but I want to give them a bit of a shout out because I feel like Netflix has done a great job recently with consistently releasing like good content. So you're saying the new season of BoJack Horseman's amazing? It was fucking amazing. <laughs> he, talk, he talks about that a lot. And I'm I, obsessed I, one with day, BoJack One day Horseman. I'm going to watch it. And It's just, it's, um, I forget somebody was talking about this the other day, but it's just like, uh, in terms of comedy, you know, you've got um, the, the tension and the release, and in that show there's just like, the tension is built out of this like, really ingrained melancholy and just like this really entrenched depression that's like really fucked up and real and then just covered with inanity and ridiculousness and like weird alliteration jokes and puns and like (laughs) animal it's just so it's there's such like a dark real message going on and then surrounded with like everything that makes it more palatable that makes it fun and funny and interesting 
Right, so that's why you... That's uh, why I love that, Bojack. I that's why you love Bojack. Too much no, 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 no. I, I brought it up intentionally because I know how much you uh, love the show. So what I was going to say about there being 10 episodes in Iron Fist is that they didn't waste our time with the operation of the Rand Corporation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a legit question at some point. It's like, is anybody working for this company anymore? Because, yeah, but, like, does anybody, like, do any of these characters need to be working for the Rand Corporation? No, like, exactly. Or do we need to see anything they do? No, like, where are those TPS reports, Ward? <laughs> well, now that would be great. I would, now that I would want to watch. Uh, you know, him. We've got our new CEO of the Rand Corporation, <laughs> Bill Lundy. Uh, he's going to need you to come in on right. Saturday. Saturday. So I would say that it was good. They didn't waste their time with. I mean, at no point are there any scenes in the offices of the Rand Corporation, and there were so many in season one. And it was such an important part of the story. I mean, it needed to be in season one, but it, it would have been so utterly superfluous in season two. I'm glad that they didn't deal with it, and I'm glad that they focused on the character development of the Meachams, who I didn't find to be a strong suit in season one. All three of them, including Harold, just annoyed the hell out of me because I every time they were on screen, I was like, oh, but can you get back to, I don't know, the Iron Fist <laughs> on his show? Could we get that? Thanks. But uh, I thought that, you know, Joy's whole arc is interesting this season, although it's a lot of, like, head-shaking of, like, Bitches be crazy? I don't know. I don't even know how to chalk that up. But uh, I really thought that uh, Ward was – it was very interesting to watch him and just sort of the struggles he had throughout the season. And that's why I like that it sort of ends on a a fun note for him. And, again, we'll talk about the ending in a moment. But we also have to talk about Mary. Now, we had talked about Mary a little bit on Marvel TV Weekly. But, Zia, you going into the series – uh, what were your expectations for the character of Mary? Because we had talked about how she was going to be on and that she was the character Typhoid Mary from Daredevil. The well, Daredevil comics, to be specific. Right. When you first even see her, you know, oh, there's definitely something up with this yeah. chick. <laughs> she, she's too nice. I yeah. don't trust it. Yeah. Um, on a show like this, somebody isn't that nice uh, no. without there being something else going on. And also, she keeps showing up. Yeah. That's, so there, obviously there's something going on there. No, in New York you run into people all the time. Yeah. yeah the same person say. two days in a row. That that happened to me constantly when yeah. I lived in New York. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I regularly go into the bathroom, turn on all the faucets, and go... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you did do that. Yeah. yeah, but that's something you learned in bad boy school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, so what are your thoughts on... Mary, and we'll just talk about her for the whole season, you know, like from beginning to end. Uh, Zia, uh, what did you think about Mary? I love her character. Yeah. I love that you get three, well, two well, characters. Well, we get to see Sorry. two of them. You you get two characters in one, and I think she, personally, I think she does a great job going back and forth between each character, between Mary and Walker. Um, and I like that the the way they differentiated that was when she puts her hair up and yeah. she takes her hair down. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's like part of your business. They're going to have to come up with something else for the third one. You know, she's like, yeah. I'm going to part my hair the other way, <laughs> you know. The but, third one is James McAvoy, the beast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that, uh, and that actress's name is Alice Eve, and you've seen her in, uh, she's in the, well, uh, I guess just Star Trek Into Darkness. And she plays a character that you thought you would see a lot of in future Star Trek movies, but uh, you haven't yet. But uh, And so I thought that uh, she did a really good job. It's a character that I really like, and I was excited because clearly they weren't doing anything with her for the, the movies. There were no immediate plans to have her on Daredevil, so let's go ahead and use her in Iron Fist. And I thought it was really cool, like Zia said, you get to see the sort of different ways that they can trigger the different alter personalities, but 
even being familiar with the comic book character, it was still really interesting that moment when they when Walker realizes like, wait a minute, Mary didn't do that, and I didn't do that. Who else is in this head? Uh, what did you think, Jeff? And were you familiar with the character Typhoid Mary? I feel like you might not have no, read anything with her. Yeah. I, I'm not. I wasn't familiar with her before. Uh, she was interesting. She uh, that actress reminds me of like a poor man's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like. A, like a younger Nicole Kidman. Yeah, like Nicole I, I, Kidman's I, cousin. It wasn't like a poor man, like she's worse than her. I was just right. saying she looks very similar to Nicole Kidman, but right. without the if name If she never married Tom Cruise, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's Pre-Zeno okay. Pre-Zeno Kidman. Uh, yeah, before, before she was a, a level five thetan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was interesting. It was definitely... Uh, like you said, right from the get-go, you're just like, who the fuck is this weirdo? She's <laughs> like, hi, I'm new in I'm town. <laughs> oh, oh, Chinatown? Let me go up to Strangers. Oh, yeah. there's a triad battle? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, selfie! You have, yeah, like, oh, can I take a selfie with your axes? Hi. Yeah. Let me, can I, can I sketch you, please? <laughs> I mean, maybe i just never been in the right places, but like, there's not really gangs that carry around hatchets, right? Because, like, that would be the dumbest fucking weapon to carry around. Well, I mean, I think that you could see them using it as a weapon. But, yeah, you don't carry it. It's not your, like, go-to. It's yeah. sort of like, oh, when when we kill somebody, maybe we ritualistically use a hatchet. Yeah. But, yeah, not like, hey, look at us. We're the hatchet gang over here, everybody. <laughs> It's not a Stephen Chow film where they're doing like a dance routine in the street in front of the police before swinging their hatchets. I don't know what kind of films those are because I'm not as uh, smart as you. It's the dude who made like Shaolin soccer. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, I do know. I do know <laughs> what those are. So, uh, yeah, and I don't know. I thought uh, I thought Mary was cool, and uh, I think they did a good job. And then there were people that were angry that we didn't get enough like Typhoid Mary. We didn't get Bloody Mary. We didn't get all. But it's like I am convinced whether or not Iron Fist gets a third season, that you will see that character again. Mm-hmm. Because she belongs in Daredevil. Uh, I would be certainly be happy to see her with Jessica Jones. I think she would work really well in a setting with the Punisher. I could see... I would love I that. could see Walker and Frank realizing that they have a similar objective and they might work together begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. You know? I, would, I, I think that'd be interesting to tie it in where it's like Walker knows Frank through their service. Yeah. Mm. Or what about... That's a good idea. What about <laughs> she moves... Learns a little bit more kung fu and she becomes Walker Texas Ranger. Does that sound like a good yes. show? I would watch Duh. that. <laughs> she gets her own season. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, I thought that uh, that was a nice inclusion. I thought that they used the character very well, uh, and you know there there aren't real disappointments in the season for me. There were a, a lot of things, even though as I said I liked Iron Fist season one. There were a lot of things that I could point at that didn't quite work for me. You know, and mm. there were you know Danny constantly. Not having his chi, being medicated, and the Meacham's stories in general, and you know the the bright spot in that season really was Colleen, who oh, I yeah. thought mm. was even better this season. They got to do so much with her. Was the cage fighting in season one, or was yes. that yes? Defenders? That was okay. my favorite. Yeah. That <laughs> was great. Yeah, because that was just like, oh, here's who she is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I thought it was great that uh, we got to we got to see us, you know, that setting again, but. There are a lot of high points in season two of Iron Fist, one of which is in episode six, which is the fight with the Crane sisters at the tattoo parlor Mm. that has both Colleen and Misty 
uh, Zia, it would be uh, mansplaining if I let the boys talk about how great that was. So please, tell us how awesome that scene was. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> I was going to say something really gross. Feminine. You were going to say yeah, something please. gross. Please. We're the, we'll wait. Trust me, it's not as bad you as You clearly didn't do your homework mouth. and listen to any episodes of, you're of this right, podcast. You're right, I messed up. Which, no, no, you didn't mess up because yeah. you're, you actually are here. Because if you had listened, you probably would like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm sick again. I'm busy that day. <laughs> Couldn't make it. Sorry, guys. Um, no, I just, I, it was so good. I creamed my panties a little bit. There, there you go. Was, like, this you is know awesome. What? That's what happened to Jeff. Yeah, cream yeah. dream supreme. Knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Knew it. So you're definitely, yeah, we're all there. And I, it was such a good, it was so good because, like, Colleen taking on two Crane sisters while Misty handles one. I'm like, that's, that's the, the way script. it should be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because Misty has a bionic arm. If Misty didn't have the bionic arm, you know, she she could do okay, but uh, it would be a little bit uh, less believable. Misty's but, a brawler. Yeah, and I like yeah. that. And I like yeah. that Misty's a brawler, and I like that Colleen has all the technicality. Is that the right, is that the right mm-hmm. word? Technique. Mm-hmm. Technique. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, so they, I feel like they're such a good team. Yeah, because we see them in Luke Cage. They're literally yeah. in a bar room brawl. Oh, you know? that and was the best. that's great. And then this is more of that. And that's why I don't know why we don't have a Daughters of the Dragon series yet. I don't Waiting. know why we don't have Heroes for Hire as well. Mm-hmm. And we could also have Power Man and Iron Fist. We could have all these shows. I don't know why Netflix is throwing money at some piece of garbage like Bojack Horseman. Just kidding. But what? <laughs> but they do throw around so much money on like. You're like, have you seen the show on Netflix? And they start to talk about it. I've never heard of that. And then you forget about it. And then you go, you look for it. And you go like, well, here's eight other shows I also haven't heard of. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some a some, uh, little bit more Marvel stuff uh, I, I would welcome. Absolutely. But that, Well, that was to my point before about Netflix is it, it, I think one of the th- reasons this was a better season was because there was more production value. Yeah. You know, they're willing to spend the budget on lighting up a fist. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much that costs. I don't know. I can imagine it, it's it's not cheap, but they sh- they certainly yeah. well, do I'm it. I'm sure more. It's, it's more the effect shot yeah. afterward, like, you know, when he's flipping the table and yeah. it's got to quirk up and all that other shit. Like, I'm sure that stuff costs money. I'm, I understand why you can't do that all the time in every episode of everything. Yeah. But, like, doing that. Light up people's fists who don't have the iron fist just yeah. because it would be funny but just like i mean specifically when they were having that um that first meeting between the the hatchets and the tigers yeah and danny sees either police or whoever outside and then he when he does the when he lights up the fist and punches it i thought that was like a tremendous scene just in terms of you know it was interesting we see him using his powers but not like directly hitting anybody and again, it was like an interesting shot. It's not just like, and now I've got an iron fist and everybody runs away. Right. You know, like the cheap version that they might have used last season where they're like, oh, his fist glows, run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, one of the things that you and I have talked about consistently about Iron Fist and the Marvel shows is that uh, we are both uh, fans of Colleen. Uh, yeah. How did you think she was used during the season? And if you would like to talk about uh, that fight scene, go ahead. Uh, I thought she was interesting this season I, I think it's cool that she was trying to take a different path and I understood her storyline where it's like you know she took it really hard that she felt like she was leading those kids to their deaths or leading them down the wrong path with the whole with her experience with the hand uh, and I think it's easy for for us or me to for to not think about that you know like if they hadn't brought it up if they hadn't made it a storyline i wouldn't have really thought about her um as a sensei before and yeah um but i think it's it is important and i think it it lends so it's like we see with davos he's gone way too far with the fist right and we saw with danny at least in some scenes when he was getting like more addicted to the fist he was 
getting ready to go too far. Like that yeah. fight scene at the restaurant uh, where the that stupid gang of kids is like yeah. trying to rob them, and then the tigers come. He's about to iron fist that guy's head off. Yeah. He's like, I told you to leave me alone. Yeah. And she stops him. So it's like, I think what we've the, the development we saw with Colleen over the season is showing us that she's got this. She's got more going on, so she's going to exercise, like, temperance with the fist and with these powers because she knows that, one, she knows it's, like, a, a you know, an awesome responsibility, but also she doesn't want to lead anybody down the wrong path. Like, she doesn't want to inspire people to do bad like Davos was, right? He was making an army. He was a sensei in his own right, but he was specifically trying to, like, teach those kids to help him kill people, which is... Right. And to your point in terms of it being like an addiction for Danny, it, one of the, you know, it's not like awesome, like high five fan service moment, but one of the best just sort of dramatic moments in the show is Danny talking to Ward about what it was like to have the Iron Fist. And he's like, you know, I go to all these meetings, and what you just said is the first time that I really understand addiction. You know, yeah. it's like, yes, that's what it is. You can't, you know, Danny lays down, he can't sleep, he has to go into the subway tunnel and beat the shit out of that door with the Iron Fist because he needs to use it because he has it. And, you know, Ward finally understands that. And I just thought it was just, a, it was just a great way to really highlight the idea that he was addicted to it. And it is sort of this, overreaching theme for the season that I it was something that I wasn't expecting. I didn't think it was going to be sort of this deep and why I'm hoping that our friend Will Sterling uh, does indeed watch it at some point because I told them it sort of it, it had a theme that I think is something that he likes in superheroes is sort of this idea as to whether or not you're worth this, you know, you're with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm like, well, am I the person that should be responsible? Am I great enough? Should I have it? And anybody who listens to Blackcast regularly knows how much of a fan Will is of the Man of Steel movie, which I know you are as well, Jeff. And just for all the, the flaws that people can find in that movie, it's just an interesting idea. It's like, yeah, man, I mean, I'm Superman and I, I don't I don't know should I should I be Superman like why am I Superman you know and sort of like trying to deal with that and Danny's like uh, I don't know I don't think I can handle this uh, Colleen you got your shit figured out you're a better person than me you should be the Iron Fist I really want you to have it and you get the feeling that he's like you know what maybe one day I'll be ready for it but I just felt like I needed to try and get it I, because I had to fight against Davos. I had to fight my brother for it. Hmm. And then I was just like, well, I got to go get it now. you know. And he didn't ever think about like, am I the right person for it? Just because I was qualified to go and fight the dragon and I was capable of beating the dragon. It was just not something that I, one, ever would have expected from the character of Iron Fist, especially not on a TV show. So I, I was just really impressed with the way that they handled that. Yeah, like to, to your point, it's um, the people who want the power are the ones who shouldn't have it. It's like Colleen takes it more reluctantly. She doesn't yeah. want it at first. She doesn't want to accept the responsibilities. Yeah. And then takes it because she's like, well, somebody needs to do this and somebody needs to be responsible for this and with this. So it, it works. It's the same thing where it's like, you know, Danny was using, wanted the power just to fill a hole because he lost his family right. and didn't want to, like, live that pain. And so it makes sense that it would turn into a, an addiction, you know? It's the same reason why Ward was using drugs to fill that hole of, yeah. like, feeling like he lost his family because his mom was gone, his sister was... You know, he was having to lie to her, and his dad was a full-on psychopath. Yeah. 
No, exactly. And I think it's it, it just was not something I don't know. It was it was sort of like a layer of storytelling that impressed me, sort of a, a dramatic you know notion that uh, I wasn't prepared for. Uh, Zia, as it sort of comes to pass, you know, sort of leaving out why the writers might have decided to have Colleen be the Iron mm-hmm. Fist, sort of the storytelling aspect of it as it's playing out. Like me, did you just figure, well, they're not actually going to give it to her, though? Oh, that's 100% what right. I thought. The, yeah, the entire last, what was it, episode 9? 9 yeah. and 10. Yeah, because, well, yeah, 9, at the end of 9 is when she yeah. we see it. So, yeah, so that whole, episode 9 is all about whether or not she's going to get it. Yeah, yeah I keep think, I kept thinking that Danny was going to get it back. And, look, I like Colleen a lot, and I agree that she definitely would be a very worthy holder of the Iron Fist, and for all the reasons that you just said. I just am still bothered by the fact that he never got to be the Iron Fist. It still drives me crazy. Mm. Just can he just be the Iron Fist for and I like and I like what they did with that and you would I feel like anybody in that situation with powers would question whether or not I mean any sane person, I believe, yeah. would question whether or not they're worthy of having those powers and whether or not they can wield them properly because you never know if you're doing the right thing. I feel like no matter what you do, you never know if you're if you're doing the right thing. If you're trying to t- take the peace route or if you're just straight up, you know, putting people out, there's an argument to be made for both sides. So it could be very confusing. That's a lot to handle and that's a lot to deal with. Um, but I just would have liked to have seen a bit more of what we saw in The Defenders yeah, in, because in this season. we haven't really With seen him. him be the Iron Fist consistently because yeah. in, in season one there were all the problems we mentioned and the Defenders, I mean, it, it's an ensemble show, so it's it's shared. There's definitely some great moments and some mm-hmm. very cool things that we see, but, and then he loses the Iron Fist, you know, two-fifths into, way the, into this season. Yeah. So there are four episodes where he has the Iron Fist and then he never has it again, at least not until the very end which uh, is of course uh-huh. what everybody's burning to talk about uh-huh. and I kept asking <laughs> Jeff like so, so how many cool. of you watched how many of you watched yeah. it and you were like weren't done and you weren't done and then when you were finally done you just texted me like holy shit yeah well it was partly because I had to wait for Natasha and partly because that fucking Spider-Man game came out that shit oh, was uh-huh. amazing that, I've heard so many good things so good. you spent a lot of time on that Spider-Man game yeah I, dude I want, I've already completed it 100% like there's nothing left for me to do. Wow, that must be that was fast. So sad though that it's, it is a it's little over. sad. It's really fun. So it's like they combine all the best shit from Spider-Man movies. Like you know the Andrew Garfield's web swinging scenes. Yeah, you get to like do that. You get to That's control awesome. him doing that and just like fall through the air. And it's it's like you're in Manhattan. So it's like you can visit places in Manhattan that are real. Kind of like some games they've been doing that now. So you can like I, I'm not to get too bogged down in it, but it's like you can go to like. I, I don't know the Carnegie Deli or something. You go to like a real place. It's like Nathan's. In the game. Yeah. They have a Nathan's. Yeah, you could, you, so you could go down to. Uh, could Spider Man enter a hot dog eating contest at Nathan's? They I might have that because I would like to well, be Kobayashi and play they, against they don't have him. Kobe, they don't have Coney Island. They just have oh, just Manhattan. like a Nathan's. It's okay. just Manhattan. All right. Well, there's Nathan's throughout there. It's yeah. Just that's not where the hot dog eating contest. You yeah. know what? I, this game sounds like it sucks. Yeah, the it doesn't have Coney now. Island. Obviously, hot dog this contest. is a huge issue. I'm gonna <laughs> contact the developers. Look, that would be the only reason I would play that game. Let's be real. If you could, yeah. if you could, yeah, if you could do a hot dog eating contest. I mean, just think if you could pick Marvel superheroes and have them eat hot dogs against each other. 
to do it as a VR experience, though, where you're oh, just like God. biting the controller. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, none of that is in the end of uh, Iron Fist Season 2. And we get to a point where they're winding everything down, and it's like, all right, folks, move along, nothing to see here. And then you're like, okay, it was good, I really liked it. And then they go, months later, you're like, hmm, oh, what's this? What's this little bit that's happening here? And first, we get Colleen. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, so she's she's figured out how to be the Iron Fist. And, oh, shit, she's channeling that through the sword. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. was awesome. You yeah. like that, too? Yeah, Zia? that was one of my favorite parts. I want to see her cut some heads off with it. Oh, yeah. yeah, and as we've established, she is definitely a head cutter. She's yep. only got one under her belt, but they always say the first one's the hardest. <laughs> so, you know, I think she's first ready. First cut is the deepest. <laughs> That's what they say. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to be stuck in my head forever now. Damn you. Good job. You're Nicely welcome. played. Uh, yeah, and Jeff, just you see that. that and That's like enough of a, yeah. what the fuck? I was like, oh, we're doing that now? We're, yeah. we're imbuing items yeah. with our dragon powers? Okay. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is so cool. What a cool little extra ending. All right. But it's funny. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, are we going to get the Orson Randall guns? Like, right. that'd be cool. And then. See, I didn't expect that they would do that. I just, I was just like, I thought we were just going to see that. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens to Danny. I guess we'll find out next season. But then I was glad that we get the, and I thought that was a really fun scene. First of all, just Danny convincing Ward, like, what are you sticking around for? You know, your baby mama don't want no part of you. Yeah. So come on, let's get on the plane. Let's go. Let's go around the world. And uh, I just like the scene in the bar when, you know, Ward, look, Ward's a businessman. He makes a lot mm-hmm. of deals. He's just in way over his head. He clearly, he clearly needs the backup. But I still, I really enjoyed the interaction. And you know, there's uh, references to a, a shipment in Hong Kong that was stolen, and of course Orson Randall. So the big reveal of Danny over there in the back, you're like, oh, okay, there's Danny. He's probably, you know, really settled into not being the Iron Fist. And then he, of course has the guns, the Orson Randall guns. And uh, for people not familiar with Orson Randall from the comics, he was the Iron Fist in World War One-ish. And also from the comics, we know that there are 66, I think Danny's the 66th person with the Iron Fist. So there have been a lot. I don't know in the TV series that there are going to have been quite so many. But it's just interesting that they're going to tackle that part of the storyline. So when you see Danny, he's got two glowing fists and he channels it through the guns. It's such an amazing ending and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that they did this. Now, uh, in addition to just your reaction to that when you see it happen, Jeff, because you were hoping for it, uh, did you think for sure that Danny was channeling the Iron Fist in both of his fists and then it went out through the gun or there's also the theory that the belt sort of is imbued with some remaining Iron Fist power and the belt was actually giving them the power. Do you have a preference? That was, well, that was literally my big question for it. Right. Is it's like, okay, are they going to keep kind of to the story where it's like you need to have the power to yeah. imbue objects with it or are they going to pretend that like objects can hold that power? I would obviously prefer the former. I want him to have the power again. I want him to... Because if he... Ha- if that's the case, then not only is he the Iron Fist again, which is interesting, yes, <laughs> but he's learning how to use his powers, and we can develop, and and you can establish that more than one person can have the power at a time, which I think is quintessential, because 
One of the big things we keep circling back on with Iron Fist is him not using his Iron Fists. Well, the only way he can do that is if there's an enemy powerful enough for that to be needed on a consistent basis and be able to use it and not instantly kill them. You know, like there's a, a anime or whatever called like One Punch One Man. One Punch Man. Yeah. Sorry. And it's like it's this, so great. <laughs> yeah. The whole concept is this dude just trains so hard that he beats everything with one punch. He gets really and it's like, bored. And it makes him really, like de- he's really yeah. depressed and affected by it. just one punch. Yeah, so it's like you see this massive monster that's like ready to eat the world and he goes up and he's all like affected, blank face, and it's like, mm, okay, and just punches it in the face and it dies, like explodes. And his inner dialogue is always like, oh, I thought that was going to be a challenge. <laughs> I, thought, I thought my training would pay off. <laughs> I like, it's sort of like when Danny punches Luke in the face in The Defenders and he's like, Wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. He's like, so, uh, yeah, I think to, mostly because it's what I want, I think that they, the way that the effect works, we see it power up in his hands. It doesn't look like it comes from the belt. So we see him power up, and then he shoots, and I'm just like, wow, that's really awesome. What a cool way to end. Uh, Zia, your thoughts on, first of all, just your reaction to seeing that, which, you know, unlike Jeff, who was hoping for it was coming, you must have just uh, been like, wait, what happened now? Yeah, no, that's how I was. I was like, wait, what happened now? And then it was, it was happy for me because I was like, oh, great. They're not just because I feel like without the Iron Fist, Danny is kind of a useless character. Sure, I can I can sign off yeah. on that. I, I like Danny, but if he's not the Iron Fist, what are we going to follow? Yeah, him what for? are we doing with him? It's like a Batman show where Batman's a kid or some bullshit. Like, yeah, that. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why Will doesn't watch it. I stopped watching it actually. I was just like, all right, enough already. But Which anyway, one are we talking about, about Gotham? Gotham? Yeah, yeah, guys, I couldn't even get past the first episode. Just throwing yeah. it out there, I was our, like, this is terrible. Our friend Will, who's usually on the podcast, is. is huge Batman fan. I mean, he's primarily a DC fan. And I think he actually watched the whole first season, but he was just like, he's like, I can't watch it because every week I'm like, yeah, but where's Batman? How about you just be Batman? Yeah. Can you just be Batman? They and even have good actors in that show they've acting some, poorly. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So it's great to see Danny as the Iron Fist at the end. And look, obviously, that is definitely a teaser for a what they want to be a season three uh, there is no guarantee for season three. They have worked on season threes for uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Uh, I think that they don't know for sure about Iron Fist, and they're definitely definitely trying to uh, hype up the excitement, but I don't know who would watch this season through all the way to the end and not no. think like, I want to see more. Yeah. Like, just like, give me 10 more, you know? After that, do whatever you want. But, like, I want to see where this goes. And what I also want is backtrack a little bit. The months later, I want to fill in at least some of that. I, I want yeah. to see yeah. I want to see Warden Danny having well, adventures. I mean, they, they're going to have to. Because yeah. you're going to have, you can't just be like, yeah, no, he's got that power now. Yeah. You can yeah. shoot guns with uh, yeah. golden bullets. Yeah, you're just going to have to deal with it. What? I honestly <laughs> hope it's a little bit more than just through flashbacks, though. I don't yeah. have a problem with, with, with flashbacks, per se, but if it's telling too much of a story, I want to just see the whole story uninterrupted. Instead of seeing it with flashbacks, I'm like, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. flashbacks sprinkled throughout. Um, you don't want it, him to just be on a plane like this and then just keep cutting back to what happened. <laughs> right. like, why don't yeah. we just, just have what happened happen? Yeah. Just show it in the first two episodes. <gasps> this is such a long <laughs> flight. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the a season three would start very well with sort of like the moment right out. You know, you see again Danny shoot and you see the moment right after that and you get the credits but then after the credits like that whole episode Then at you least, flash all the way back yeah. to Orson Randall. Yes. What, what, Wait, in World War One? That'd be cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's, he's probably the Iron Fist that we saw in that old film Bakudo. Head. That's what yes. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, we don't know who the the corpse Iron Fist that Davos gets. We don't know who that is. That's obviously not Orson Randall because he's mm, alive. That's it, true because he's the collector, right? Yeah, but it, it could. We're not quite sure who that could be. Uh, and then, sort of speaking of flashbacks, but it reminded me that I, I wanted to talk about. I really liked seeing all the stuff in Kunlun because, like you were saying, it was all we needed to see, which was like, yeah, just them sort of training and fighting together. And for the love of God, we got the yellow masks. Mm-hmm. That's all I want on this show. It's the yellow mask. I don't want them to have the stupid yellow elf slippers, but I want the yellow masks. And we finally got to see them and then when the this the episode starts the season starts he's got like the yellow bandana on from the face down and i'm like no it goes on your head stupid <laughs> and i was like that's not how you so uh, i was glad that we finally got to see them and uh, one other thing that i wanted to highlight was that moment when davos and colleen the transfer is not complete and they both still have some iron fist they uh try to punch each other and uh, as was pointed out on uh, one of our shows they actually don't punch because they just get so close to each other and then knocks them back i'm like that's cool that's what i like to see so i hope to your point that multiple people can have the iron fist I sort of had this belief even before the jump ahead to the months later. I'm like, I feel like there's a part of Danny that will always have the Iron Fist. Like, getting it taken away and all that, maybe it's, like, somewhat mental. To not get too bogged down, but there's a point in the X-Men comics in... 1985, Storm loses her powers. She gets shot with this thing that's supposed to take away powers. But there is a degree of, well, you had your powers all along. It's, it's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. You could go home anytime you wanted to. Really? Well, why didn't you fucking tell me that, bitch? But anyway, uh, so it's like I think that Danny could have, if none of that had happened, I think he at some point might have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I have like a little sub-chi next to my chi, and that's where it is. I just wasn't looking for it in the right place. I still have the Iron Fist. Sub-chi. Yeah, a little, little sub, sub-reference I section chi, too. An almost easy, maybe, maybe it's too cheap, but it's like just all you have to do is have him fighting people still because he's a karate master. Yeah. Like for some... For some, he's basically Batman at this point because he doesn't have his powers, but and he's he has a billionaire a, and he's highly trained martial artist. And he also has like a million dollar uh, electric leg brace, like Bruce yeah. Wayne does in it, Batman Beyond. Exactly. Or no, what's that one called? Uh, uh, ba- the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Batman. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Don't wait for the transaction. Dark Knight Rises. So yeah, and uh, so just the well, idea. I'm just saying, get him in a fight. Yeah. And have him getting his oh, ass yeah. kicked, and then all of a sudden he's just like, goes to slam his fist down to get up, and it's an iron fist. Yeah. Right. And exactly. Like, oh, I got the power. I was wondering that throughout the whole season. So so. When the new Iron Fist becomes the new Iron Fist, is it because the other one died? Do they retire and then mm. give the next one the power? Does everyone have to fight the dragon? How does that work? How much it, would it suck to be one of the generations that comes to age while there's already an Iron Fist? Right. If right. you can't have more than one Iron Fist. Right, and I, I would think that the so answer is you it. can have more than one. And right. uh, I like that Davos is still around at the end of the season. Um, I, I don't need to see him in season three, but if they do like multiple seasons, sure, he should come back. No, they need him to stay back because, again, and I just, I basically, I want what happened in those graphic novels right. you gave me to you happen. Want I want there to be that big ass fucking tournament right. in heaven so that we can get. You can get Davos to come back, and you can have him being, like, powered up by the Crane Mother and everything, and we can get some of these other immortal weapons to fight each other. And then you can have him fully powered up using the fist, because he would need to. 
Right. And I think the fact that Danny and Colleen clearly both have the Iron Fist at the end means that I also think that Davos would still be able to access whatever he had at at some point. Some level of the power. Maybe, you know, there's just only a certain amount of power, but you can actually divide it up. And uh, I think that would be interesting to see in, you know, a future season. But I Do you think, think that Shao Lao feels it when people are like transferring his spirit. He was just like, "Whoa, that was a gift to you." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, don't be regifting my Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm like Shao Lao, the Undying, not the like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go with that. There's a there's there's a gift receipt with the Iron Fist. You yeah. just go ahead and you give it to somebody else, and it's fine. Uh, and then that would also support the idea that when Danny wakes up with Davos, there's just a receipt taped to his chest. <laughs> I owe you one. Iron Fist <laughs> or two so the idea that the, there could be multiple people having it supports this idea that Colleen has it and the little bit sort of the the brief the, the light runner throughout the season was Colleen having you know this artifact this box as like a jewelry box or something from her mother and then of course there's the Iron Fist symbol on the other side of the family crest so that you know, is obviously something very interesting because it's like, okay, what is her, what are her family ties to that? And you know, Danny remembers a story that she talks about about uh, Wu Ao Shi, the pirate queen of Pinghai Bay, which, uh, as Zia knows, I always have to look up every time that I say it because uh, there's no way I could get that out with a straight face, even now it. Uh, it Wu, was in Wu so, Hai Shi, the pirate Wu, queen of Pinghai Bay. Bay. Yeah, that's that's my new name. I'm going to change right. to that. But so she's rolls uh, off the tongue. She's a real hero from Kanlan who earned the power of the Iron Fist and was able to imbue weapons with her chi. Wasn't Just, she like the first Iron Fist or one of? She's the first. Uh, she's the first female. Okay. So I don't think she's the first. I don't know. I don't remember the who they established as the first. So I don't. Um, I don't retain this as well as I do Spider-Man villains. I'm sorry, but uh, so it's interesting. So there is, could very well be some family history of Colleen Wing's ancestors being Iron Fists before. So this could all have been a conduit of making sure that she got it. You know, Danny just, you know, it could be all predestination or if you believe in any of that stuff. And I don't know. I just think it's all so interesting. There's so many different ways it can go. And I, you know, want to see more of, of Mary. You know, Joy could take a back seat next season. That's okay. You know, she could she could actually be running her business. She's but, done now. But there is her <laughs> no. But whatever her project is is uh, obviously they're laying the grounds for something that uh, I'm not quite well read enough to know what that was. But I, there's clearly something else that they're they're laying down foundation for. So they have plenty for a season three. I just hope Netflix gives it to them uh, because they're again they have so much money. You know, I mean it's like. You know, I mean, they they have like twelve comedy specials a week. It seems like mm-hmm. you know, so just you know, do one less. You know, you don't you don't have to buy any from Bill Cosby anymore. Yeah. So although that would be the best Bill Cosby special ever if he did one, you know, that he started writing right now. That would I I would probably want to check that one out. You know. Do you think he's like? How do you think Bill Cosby feels when he's in prison getting handed Jello? Well, I think it's a lot of nah, pudding. Nah, nah. It's mostly the sound that he makes all the time. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, but anyway, so I don't know. I, I hope that we see that. So, uh, Zia, if there is a season three of Iron Fist, what would you most like to see? There's we threw out a million things, but the thing that you're most interested in seeing, I would most like to see some team ups. Yeah, I would like to see some Misty and Colleen, and I would like to see some Danny and Ward 
going off on various event adventures. I feel like Danny and Ward work really well together. And then obviously I'd like to see Danny and Colleen fighting together. Right. That not, would be cool. Not fighting each other, but no. actually, yeah, both. Side by side. But the two Iron Fists yeah. working together. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think that that would be something I'd like to see. Is there is there one in particular you've talked about sort of the tournament in heaven? Like you want to go all the way to that level? Is yeah, that... I realize that that's probably one of those like end games yeah. if they're ever going to do it. But I mean, that's it's a good end game. It would be yeah. really exciting if they could get to that point. I, there's you know I don't know Iron Fist well enough uh, or his other storylines, but it's yeah. like there's a million ways you could go. It's you know, we've got an already inherently interesting story of like, okay, so obviously the next season is going to involve Orson Rand, like yeah. having the power. Can you imbue things with it? Do they retain it? Can more than one person have it? Like, there's a five questions right off the bat that are very interesting and lay. You can have all sorts of story arcs, and you just pick and choose whatever characters you want to interlay into it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I definitely hope that uh, we get more. And, uh, you know, like I said, all the other things I I want too. I want uh, Danny interacting with with Luke. And that was sort of an interesting comment from Misty about like, oh, so you're the Iron Fist now. All right, I'm probably going to need your help because the last time I saw Luke, yeah, he didn't look good. And, uh, you know. That would be an interesting season three. uh, Of of Luke Cage? Yeah, but it would be like season three Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, and the season is of Danny helping uh, I guess you can't do that because that's almost like I immediately was like, oh, that'd be interesting. And then I'm like, oh, a white guy comes in to fix the black guy who's like gone bad. That just seems. Well, bad. it seems like a story that's probably been told before. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> but I'm just like, that's that. I, I just don't feel like that's where you need to go with Luke Cage. No, but it, it would be interesting that it's more like, you know, Misty approaching it from a law enforcement perspective of like Luke it's gotten out of hand I know yeah. why you did this but you know somebody's got to keep you in check and oh wait you're the guy that nobody can keep in check so Colleen would be able to some extent but and I've pitched this idea before on some of the various after shows I feel like we could see Bushmaster as a far more sympathetic character who's like brought back because like look he's also one of the only people that can at least slow down Luke Cage like we kind of saw the difference in their their abilities but there's probably some more nightshade around, you know. There's probably so I would really like to see sort of you know a convergence of you know Colleen, maybe Danny, but also uh, Bushmaster. There are people who could focus on Luke, who I think is being set up to you know go down a path that I think he wasn't planning to. I could see Luke ending up basically through through everything that that goes down, and him basically becoming like the you know kingpin of Har- Harlem. Yeah. Uh, he ends up getting to a point where he thinks he needs to, like, track down Bushmaster. And he, like, confronts Bushmaster, and you see, like, a weak Bushmaster basically like, what have you become, man? Yeah. Like, you're going down the same dark path I was. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, the uh, Reggie Cathy, the uh, actor who played Luke's father, actually passed away after the film. Yeah, that was season. Yeah. The, the, that was a good, like, he was, a, that was a he good was casting. He was really good in this season, I thought. And, yeah. you know, he, again, starting from a place of, like, well, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that it worked really well. So that's somebody who could have kept him in check. So it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, he intentionally doesn't, Luke doesn't want to talk to Claire at the end of the season because he knows. He's like, 
like, yeah, things are, things are things are not where they should be, and I know what she's going to tell me, and I don't even think she's wrong, but I need to continue doing this. So there's all these great stories ahead. Uh, we'll get another season of The Punisher before you know it, but. So soon, as we referenced earlier in the episode, October 19th is going to be season three of Daredevil, which I am very excited about. And uh, Zia, I know that uh, you are also very much looking forward to that uh, because we know a little bit about the story, don't we? Yeah, it's going to be based on, um, goodness, I'm getting tired. Born Again. Born Again, thank yeah. you. God. The Frank Miller uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, storyline from Daredevil 227 to 233 for those that uh, like those kind of footnotes. Yeah, so obviously that's just, well, sort of your expectations, knowing that it's at least somewhat based on that, your expectations for season three of Daredevil. I like I like that it's going to be dark because if it's based on that, it's going to have to be. Yeah. I'm a little bit sad. I'm still expecting, or not expecting, I would still like to see Nuke in there. I know I keep saying that, but I would right. really like to see him in there. Um, I don't think we're going to get that. No, and... And, and as I mentioned to you on, on one of our other shows, I thought that when uh, Trish's boyfriend Simpson was first introduced in season one of Jessica Jones, I thought they were setting him up to be Nuke because of I just thought he was the pills. Nuke. Yeah. I think that that's what they intended, and it just kind of never went anywhere. It, and then they got rid of him in season yeah. two. So I was just like, wait, no, that's that's what I, no, why would you do that? So, But it doesn't mean we won't still see someone else's Nuke. We're supposed to see bulldo- uh, Bulldozer, Bullseye, but a Bulldozer would be cool too. I'd like to see Matt Murdock take on a Bulldozer bulldozer that'd be a good fight uh so jeff have you read those comics because i gave you yeah. like wait oh so you read the yeah, daredevil those, those i read a while ago okay so you uh do you think that uh that karen page has had enough time to uh develop a heroin addiction and a, <laughs> porno- a pornographic film career um yeah i definitely think it's possible also i think crazy enough i think it would be incredibly fitting for that to be a storyline because of the current opioid epidemic that our country like is actually in yeah it wouldn't even just just be like oh why is she addicted to heroin it's like oh yeah and you wouldn't even have to have it be heroin you could have it be like a painkiller or something well i I thought that they might have been setting up something like that because in the punisher like how injured did she get in that hotel room you know could she have some pain management issues as as sort of a euphemism for you know opioid addiction but it's the same thing a barbiturate right but i but you know and there could be a situation where she isn't choosing to reveal who uh, Daredevil really is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she could still be the one who betrays him, not just for, you know, for a, a fix or whatever, you know? So, maybe, um, I mean, if they don't want to go down that path of basically portraying her as like a, you know, junkie. <laughs> as a strung out porn star? <laughs> you could have it have something to do with, and especially because they took so long for her to find out about it, right? Wasn't it was like the end of season two that she finally yeah. finds out who he is. Mm-hmm. She's a journalist. Like, how hard is it to keep the biggest story you'll ever have under yeah. wraps? Right. No, I think that, uh, th- yeah, there's so there's so many different ways they could do with it. I'm very excited, and I'm excited for the images we've seen of The Punisher. And uh, I don't know, I... I'm just really looking forward to that. And uh, it's it's going to be with us before we know it. Z and I will have uh, ample opportunity to talk about it here at After Buzz. And, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about it on the Blackcast uh, once it happens. Uh, but uh, So that's October 19th, which 
Right around then is uh, Blackcast 300. So there's there's planning, there's scheduling, there's a lot of stuff that needs 300. to happen. 300. Goodness. Can you believe it? Wow, guys. Can you believe That's that awesome. that 300 of the I thought that people might want to hear 300 of these and uh, whether or not they have it doesn't matter. I just keep 300, doing 300, the number of listeners we've alienated. I would say more. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You know, just just after that that story about the the man who had the uh, Oh. The marital aid lodged in his rectum. Yeah, apparently that went too far. Uh, but but uh, it was, that, it that would have been a bell. Situation. That would have been a bell, I know, and I don't have the bell. I can't believe that I, I had Zia come all the way up here to be on the show and I didn't even bring the bell because mm. the bell, I think the bell is Amy's favorite part when she's sat in a couple of times. So, it's just uh, validation. Yeah, it's, just, it's just like, that was funny. <laughs> or, oh, that was really bad. So it's like, it, it, there's no in-betweens. There's no bells for in-between, for really good or really bad. It's uh, it's basically like in the old coliseums, you know, when Caesar gives you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. There's no in-between, like, oh, just kill him a little. Mm. No, it's like, oh, he lives or he dies. And that's, the bell is judge, jury, and executioner. And anyway, uh, that's what we've done for a little bit more than an hour, talking about uh, Iron Fist Season 2. And uh, let us know your thoughts at BlackCast on Twitter, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, The BlackCast on Facebook, and of course we always have BlackCast.com. Zia, thanks so much for coming in to just do a silly old BlackCast. Thank you for having me on. This is fun, and it's a lot funner sometimes to do this than to be on camera because you just get to sit down and I get to wear my nasty sweater that's really comfortable. Right. And uh, I get to lean on the counter. Right. Oh, I know. It's a lot of like... You know, looking straight ahead and fake smiling, yeah. and yeah, it's like sometimes this is nice. Sometimes being on camera <laughs> is being on a, on a date that you know is not going well, but you still have to, you know, like isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, broadcast is always a bad date, and uh, we are so happy that uh, for <laughs> two hundred and ninety six episodes, uh, people have uh, some people anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, Matt and Casey has been with us all this time for five and a half years, and that's podcast good. for masochists. Sure is. We should put that. See, we, we really need a whole new line of T-shirts, <laughs> which, uh, by the way, by appearing on the show, you're now entitled to a, a T-shirt uh, for the Blackcast. I'm going to so, hold you to that. Uh, don't, don't worry. You know <laughs> you know where to find me. It's usually this building uh, multiple days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week on the Blackcast, uh, we're going to do the annual uh, MLB playoff prediction show with our old friend Salmon. He and I will get in, I think, on Tuesday late morning, so it'll be before one of the wildcard games. So uh, consider the Blackcast your source for pregame for the MLB playoffs, but that'll be fun to uh, have uh, Sal catch up with us. And, uh, you know, Will will be on the show again at some point, but he, really? hadn't, he hadn't seen Iron Fist, and as we established last week he was on a uh, 10 a.m. date which i don't know how, how did you find out how that went i'm did sorry he went on a date at 10 a.m yes he did right. okay would you like to know how it went yes fine uh, yeah so he's i don't think he's sure he's gonna see her again that's a weird date time yeah and well he his thinking was like well it's at least not at night so i'm not gonna get drunk and i'm like look i have definitely been drunk at 10 a.m it has happened yeah. especially yeah. if you go to a brunch place here in l.a yeah but it, it was a, it was a weekday. A it was a Friday, so it's like that you know, doesn't count as yeah. a weekday. That's a weekend. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Friday's you know the weekend. If you're that's going one out of the reasons why we know we like Zia. Yeah. <laughs> if you're available to go out at a date on a date at 10 a.m. on Friday, then yeah, that, you're on the weekend. weekend. That's true. Yeah. If you're able to do the broadcast in the afternoon on Thursday, this is already the weekend. That's clearly. true. This is uh, my weekend. 
Yeah, well, this is because yeah. your weekend is Today what Thursday, Thursday, no. Friday, or Saturday too. Do you? I fit I fit Thursday, my week Friday, in the beginning Saturday. of yeah. my week. What's that? I said I fit my week in the beginning of my week. Yeah. I get emails like, "Hey, why are you emailing me at three a.m.?" and I'm like, "Cause I'm still working, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Zia, we will definitely have to have you back because there are oh, so many you. things that I want to talk to you about, like the fact that you grew up in Hawaii, like the fact that uh, there's apparently some rodeo history. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I wanted <laughs> I to tease that. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I know that. That was mostly for Jeff. Just like, oh, I'll come back. Yeah, this seems all about Zio. Zia. And it was a joke. What's Zio? Eo. Rodeo. Oh, that's Zio. you. Oh, see, you thought Captain Rodi Eo. Rodeo. And then Rodeo Drive. No. I <laughs> <laughs> now we're just rhyming things with EO. Yeah. Well. Well. The, how, how I even got to fucking EO is just, is just a stream of consciousness. It, well, yeah, it is actually, which we might as well explain now. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. It was in the very short time that I was working with Dennis on his show. On the Dennis Miller radio show for like two months. He was like, mm, I'm going to meet this kid for a couple weeks. I'm not going to even try to learn a name for him. So uh, Christian's like, this is Jeff. And he's like, ah. Oh. How do you spell that? And I was like, the normal way, J-E-F-F? He's like, oh, I was hoping it was like G-E-L. I'm just going to call you E-O. And then that turned into what? Captain E-O. Because yeah, obviously Captain E-O is awesome. And, yeah. Uh, and he wanted to call me E-O because I think he was thinking of Neo from, from like the, Matrix the Matrix or some yeah. shit. And it was just like a lot of... It was a lot of like, what? <laughs> Where none did of that makes any from? sense. <laughs> yeah, none. There's, what? Well, I mean, Bujenski was Liev. Yeah. And I think it was just because he liked Liev Schreiber. But then he disliked Bujenski so much that I think he hates Liev Schreiber now. No, that's just a joke. Anyway, so Zia, um, you are, you know what? I should give you half a t-shirt and then I'll give you the other half when you come back. That's, that's really, it should be like one of those best friends lockets. Okay. Because once you're on the Blackcast, you're best friends with all of us and all of Blackcast Nation. Yay. But we really appreciate you being with us. And as I said before, at Zia underscore land on Instagram. And we, at AfterBuzz, we really bullied you into getting on Twitter. You yes, were you not interested. In, you were no. not interested in Twitter. <laughs> no. When I met you, you had one Twitter follower and I think they did it by mistake. So I'm you, pretty sure, yeah. yeah. You literally were like, Hey, you need to get forced into this place where people are going to be hostile and like say things at you. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. People don't seem to. You're only posting like links to shows and oh, stuff I and commenting. Or only, are people are people mean to you? Nope. I yeah. only post show stuff. I post a couple of video game stuff. Yeah. That that's it. I'm not but posting anything else. That, I'm not having any conversations with any of those humans. <laughs> that's not <laughs> fucking talking <laughs> to you. But that that of course doesn't stop people who follow our friend Roxy Stryer, who's been on the podcast oh, a number of times. I've heard. She just gets some of the worst things, and she'll show me. Some Sometimes and it's just like and I guess now there's a thing that if you get a, a, a dick pic it somehow senses and it's like blurry and it's like do you want to see this image and she's like no so if, at least at least the technology has gotten a little bit better whereas sure, Jeff would be like me. Jeff would be like you can go ahead and send it to me I'll check it out well yeah you see <laughs> no what where my mind went was like uh duh just put a hat and glasses on it and they'll never <laughs> fucking know. It's uh, a perfect filter. I'm into it. Yeah, exactly. It's the only way I want to see any dicks. <laughs> Just like the with Groucho Marx glasses. That would be kind of amazing, actually. You know, somebody should do that Instagram, except that that Instagram would then get taken down. You know? Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, so, and then a guy you, named Richard Dicks Picks. Richard's actually, picks. do you did you see that episode of the Chip Trippers and Podcast where that photographer came on? And I didn't she, see that one. Oh my god, she took you got to watch it. She takes pictures of dicks, but she yeah. dresses them up in mm -hmm. a bunch of different outfits, and it's usually she said couples. 
because, you know, they were asking her all these questions, like, do you go to their house? Like, yeah. is this a sexual thing? What is this? And she's like, or do you have to get them hard? Because obviously you have to get the dick hard to dress it up. Obviously. Right. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Have yeah. you ever tried to dress a flaccid <laughs> dick? I, I'm going to say Not me. I'm going to say no, but yes. <laughs> yes, I have. But, anyway. uh, yeah, there are some, some pretty great uh, pretty great photos of some. Yeah. I mean, you can dress it up as anything. They had Harry Potter dicks. They had, they had it all. Well, and that's the funny thing, too, is that speaking of Chip Chipperson, who is, well, let's just say Chip Chipperson is someone who's a friend of comedian Jim Norton. They know each other really well. Although uh, I'm pretty sure that, that Chip hates Jim. Yeah, and you think he hates Sam Moore. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before Zia ever met me, you saw the episode of The Trump Report that I, I did. did with Trip Chipperson, <laughs> yes. which I thought was a lot of fun. <laughs> and one great. of the girls on the panel thought was a lot of fun. And then another one still to this day doesn't understand what that was and why we did it. We could tell. <laughs> yeah, but that's so fun. That's why no, it that's works. that's why it's great. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that, that's a plug for Chip right there. You know, yeah. Chip doesn't need our plugs, but... He really uh, doesn't. He's doing but He's getting so many views. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. And, and Chip Chipperson is more popular than Jim Norton will ever be, as, yeah. uh, as, as he has said. But anyway, uh, just like the black cast is more popular than me. Yeah, that's that sounds like a thing to say. And uh, Jeff, how's uh, how's Twitter life going? Do you have occasionally have thoughts that you tweet out, or not really? You just keep them to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I keep yeah. them. The Twitter thought. in your head is hysterical. Though. Yeah, if effing hilarious. Yeah, With, no. and, and you have three uh, Mary Alters in your head as well, and they're mm-hmm. also really funny. The conversations we have <laughs> <laughs> hysterical, amazing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just. It's one of those things where like people will tweet at me, and then it'd be like. There's that part of me that's like, oh, yeah, like, let's have a conversation. And then it's like one or two replies in. I'm like, oh, this is going too long. Like, that's, <laughs> I don't know about this. Right. Exactly. This is, this is taking a lot of energy. Like, <laughs> I'm so I'm so fucking lazy. I remember back when I was dating more and I was on like the, the apps and shit. Sure. And I would I would literally have that moment where I was like, do I even do I even want to say anything? Because then we're going to have to have a conversation and I'm going to have to like be concerned whether or not I need to reply to somebody. <laughs> and like, nah, I don't know. And are the that. conversations on those apps ever good? It, they, Sometimes they are if you make them good. If you're trying to, if you're if you're having yeah. fun for your for yourself. If you're trying to, if you're hoping that the person on the other end is going to be interesting, <laughs> then that is there's a bad uh, there's a great Instagram that's screenshots. It's called Tinder Nightmares, and oh, yeah. they're, they're you know they're not like they're the things where it's mostly the majority of it is just really bad pickup lines. And sometimes they're actually like, you know, because I think that's a tactic on those. It's like you want to try and stand out. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be like, you have nice eyes. Thank you. Let's fuck. And then a guy probably thinks that that's funny because My- it's like I went right to the chase. And then it's like, no, well, you, you're missing the point. My favorite was once I got a guy say, um, will you sit on my face so I can eat my way to your heart? That was an actual line I got. But you know what? <laughs> See, that just seems violent. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a long like, distance. That's a lot of eating, Sign, man. Signed, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... There's something romantic about that. I would like to see if somebody could incorporate, incorporate that into a greeting card. <laughs> see, now that would be yeah. a greeting card for somebody you're already with. I think that's a comfort. That's not a good... Yeah, That's right not there. a good icebreaker. It'd be yeah. a good greeting card for, like, a xenomorph. <laughs> Or a 
Zeomorph. Thank oh, you very much. So proud of myself. I would be hitting the bell so many times. Bing, bing, bing. See, that's the other thing, Z. You have to come back because you have to come back on a show where I bring the bell. the bell. I know. It's just, it's just like... I don't even think there really is a bell. Why are they talking about it? They're, they're, just, like, try, they're just trying to convince me that there's usually a bell. It's like, okay, there's a bell, great. Are we done yet? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, funny you should ask. Yes, we are done. Uh, but uh, we appreciate Zia being here. Uh, you know what? I know I know. I said we were done, but uh, Dark Phoenix trailer, right? Yeah. Oh, like, right? So I didn't good. watch it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch it yet. I'm sorry. You no, can that's talk right. about it's it. Right. You, do have, you do have to watch it for Sunday. It's going to be homework for no, Marvel TV yet. Weekly. As with all things, it's trailer, so it doesn't actually let us know what's going to yeah. be in the movie or how it'll look or anything anymore, but, but it did look interesting. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Zia, when we do the show on Sunday, the, the I already decided that the teaser opener at the beginning is... I told you that movie was going to happen because there was like all this like oh there's this merger with Disney Disney wants to kill the the X-Men movie I'm like no they don't they've dropped like you know half a million dollars half a billion dollars on it they're going to put that fucking movie in the theater at this at this point they've already spent so much money it's like should we completely just cut this and yeah. lose millions of dollars or finish and try and recoup any yeah. amount of money at all? Because the argument yeah. is like, oh, Disney has so much money, they can eat the cost of that. I'm like, uh, no, because first of all, they had Solo, which I, as people know, I thought was great, but it lost it. money, you know? So yeah. they're like, let's, let's just stop releasing movies. <laughs> let's make movies and not put them out so we don't lose money on them. Yeah, this whole like... Oh my god, the whole Star Wars slowdown and then just everybody's reactions to it. The whole thing is just getting to the point of being annoying to me. Yeah. I'm like, "Hey, you know how I like like Star Wars and want to continue to like it? Can you guys stop fucking ruining it for me by just like having all sorts of obnoxious opinions yeah. and making every single thing that happens over the production of a film like news? Like I'd yeah. rather just release some fucking Star Wars movies and see them and then make a judgment." And I'll decide if they're good or not. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll, then we'll just leave it at that. We can all have our own opinion on Star Wars movies. Yeah. If you connect with it, you do. If you don't, then you don't. And you don't need to, like, make it your, like, your opinion on Star Wars is tantamount to your political opinion at this point. It's just basically, like, you have, there's just a dichotomy. You love it or you hate it, and you're just going to bitch endlessly for either side. It's just like, <laughs> no, it's so bad now, and only the first three movies that came out before I were born was good. Oh. Well, I mean, there is that argument, but, uh, you know, it's like, for people that haven't watched the other ones, they're like, well, then how do you know it's not good? But, you're, you know, it's funny because your Star Wars opinion is possibly more divisive than your political opinion these days, yeah. depending on what your opinion is about it. Like, oh, I liked Solo. What the fuck do you know? Yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't actually love The Last Jedi, but I also didn't hate it. No, no, there's two opinions. It's either awesome or it's trash. What's your fucking in-between opinion about? Bah. Bah. Oh, episode 9. <laughs> that's what it's called. Episode 9. Bah. Bah. By the way, Avengers 4. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's when we know it's time to go. That's when you know it's time to go. Uh, anyway, thanks again to Zia, who just wants to eat. She doesn't, She's you like, know. Can we stop She's, making we? animal noises? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? It's okay. I haven't eaten yet, so I'm just getting a little bit loopy at this point. This is hey, extra amusing to yeah. me. So this is when we go for the extra hour just to yeah. see, just to watch you pass We're out. really bad at stopping. Just fall on the floor. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, so Jeff DeRay, at Jeff DeRay on Twitter and Instagram, both of those things are true. Don't expect much, but yeah. he's there. Look, I mean, if there was an actual demand for something from me, then I, I might try to acquiesce. Yeah. I guess I never responded to Matt, but he'll hear this. I liked BoJack. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a, this is better. Tweet Jeff questions, and we'll we'll and then I'll respond to them in a the, few weeks no, via. Uh, and of course, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ, and I am all over uh, AfterBuzz TV with uh, Marvel TV Weekly on Sundays, Better Call Saul on Mondays. Uh, let's see, Trump Report on Tuesday. South Park is back on Wednesdays. I'm going to do a, a short run binge style show for something called The First that I was telling Z I really need to watch if I'm going to talk about it. Did you <laughs> see the most recent South Park? Yes. You saw I the, it was great. the Cartman's homage to Jessica Jones. Yes, that was great. that was fantastic. That he's walking around like Jessica Jones, and our our friend uh, our friend Tony uh, Tony B Tony Zia uh, he he was the one that pointed it out and like oh yeah that's totally what he was doing. Nice. And I, I just uh, I don't know I was just so excited by the episode. But anyway, all that stuff is in the future. As I said, next week Salman and I will uh, handicap. Although we will, you know what we'll do? We'll handicapable the MLB playoffs, and that will be next time on the Blackcast. Dong. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought.